0: If we were to transport ourselves back to when I was a child, we would find ourselves on the tramp late at night. Cold wind blowing through our blankets as we sat in a circle talking under the moon. We would be telling each other ghost stories and sharing creepy encounters that we had had, scaring ourselves so much we would almost decide to sleep inside. Only then, What I decide to share the story of the cursed doll. A story my brother once told me and creepy enough to make our skins crawl. So bad that we would pack our stuff up inside and sleep in the living room. Welcome to episode three of Fright Fest. Hey guys, and welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host Lulu, and it's great to talk to everybody again. Um, Today's episode was actually not supposed to be released until next week, but I decided I was going to cut Ray a break. I have a story that she knows about. It is a listener um, send-in. It's an encounter, and I talked to her about it a little bit, and it really freaked her out. Um... We are covering that, but she will be listening to this super early in the morning without anybody around. And I figured I would just hold off on that one one more week and just kind of switch these two so that she wasn't forced to listen late at night to a story that kind of creeps her out. Either way, we're here today and we're going to talk about the Cursed Doll. Now disclaimer, you probably heard in the beginning there was a little bit of a rustle noise. Um, My dogs are inside and I just fed them and it was terrible timing on my part. Usually I feed them before I record so that they're not shifting around, but they had just finished eating when I was recording the opening. Um, They are you know, next to me so if you hear any rustling, that is just them. Everybody else is asleep so it's just us here. But yeah, and I'm having some audio issues. Um, I recorded an episode, or started to record an episode with Ray the other day. And for some reason, my two mics aren't working and now they're like turned down lower than they should and I don't know what's happening. You guys, me and electronics this week, we've had a battle. Like I have been fighting my computer, my bank account, my TV, like my phone. I had to factory reset my phone. It's been an insane week with electronics. So I figured, instead of just getting increasingly frustrated, I would just go ahead and record for you guys today and hopefully turn my mic up on my editing software a little bit. Hopefully you don't hear too much background noise because of that, but yeah, so I'm having mic issues. I have mic issues all the time though, let's be honest. I just unplugged my secondary mic, Um, uh, normally I leave them both plugged in when I record just because it can help with some of the noise around like capturing it better to be more of a surround sound but I wonder if that was causing some of my issues because I already feel like it sounds better than it did so if we have a little bit of an audio shift just barely that would be why. So, anyways, this story starts off with a grandmother. Now, this grandmother was shopping for her granddaughter's birthday, and she was going from shop to shop and couldn't find anything that looked right. While she was wandering around looking at these shops, she would end up wandering into a shop that she wasn't even aware was open. Now, this shop had broken windows and a front door that didn't close all the way. When she opened the door and stepped in, her feet would crunch on dirt that had been tracked in but not cleaned up yet. And this room was filled with dusty antiques. Now the grandmother was still going to come and look around, but she was under the impression that this was an abandoned shop. That was until a woman peeked out from behind the dusty counter. This was a younger woman and she would adjust her glasses before almost running up to the grandmother. She seemed to be super excited and almost acted like nobody had been in the store for a long time. Hello, she would chirp, followed by a strange question. What are you searching for today? Now, even though this was a strange question, the grandmother wasn't afraid and instead she was intrigued. She told her that she was looking for a gift for her daughter and was just looking around. Now, like I said, this store was gross and dusty, but it was filled with beautiful antiques and shiny objects, something that her granddaughter loved. Her granddaughter, who was in college at the time, would often go on adventures and would bring home old containers or vintage looking things like playing cards and just things like that. The list goes on and on. And immediately, this store felt like there must be something in this. her granddaughter would love now the woman in the glasses would talk about a couple of things that she had that might intrigue the granddaughter she had rings and old bags but everything this younger woman would bring just didn't feel right she kept turning things down left and right and finally this younger woman would pull out a beautiful turquoise bracelet now she would hand this to the grandmother She would then tell the grandmother, any woman would love to own this. But as she held the bracelet and looked at it, even though it was beautiful and it was definitely an antique, it didn't feel right. The grandma shook her head and was about to turn around and just leave when something caught her eye. It almost looked like something moved over behind the counter and that is what caught her attention. Her eyes would fall onto a beautiful porcelain doll. This doll was sitting on a small chair that looked like it was made for her behind the counter. The grandma placed the vintage bracelet on the counter and walked towards this doll. It had beautiful hand-painted eyes and it looked like it was in near-perfect condition. That doll, the grandmother mumbled, can I hold it? It had snowy white skin that was matched with a pink and white polka-dotted dress. The cheeks on the doll were rosy and her eyes were green, and it was all perfectly hand-painted. The woman behind the counter would look at the grandmother for a minute, before stepping in front of the doll. That doll, this woman chirped, that's an interesting doll. I'm sure there are other things here you would much rather prefer, and your granddaughter would like much more. But the grandmother was intrigued. She looked around the woman, and ignored everything she just said. But she's beautiful. Can I hold her? She asked. The woman paused and stared at her, adjusting her glasses again, and eventually she would turn around and grab this perfect doll, handing her over to the grandmother. While the grandmother studied her, this woman would quietly chirp up once again. She just showed up, she said. One day... I came to the shop and she was just here. But that doll isn't just a doll. Things have moved since she got here. She seems to move. I wouldn't buy that doll because I can't tell you where it came from. But the grandmother didn't care. Holding this perfect porcelain doll made it clear that this is what she wanted to get for her granddaughter. She would love it completely ignoring everything that the shopkeeper said. All she said was, I want to buy it. The doll was light and perfect in her hands, and the woman stared at her. Are you sure? Like I said, I don't really know what she is, who she is, where she came from, or how she even got here. But the grandmother nodded. I heard you say all that. She kind of snapped back but it's all a bunch of hearsay. She's just a perfect old doll that my granddaughter would love to have. And without another word, the woman rang the doll up, wrapped her in some brown paper so she would not break during the ride, and handed her over to the grandmother, who left with the doll. The doll spent her first night out of the shop at the grandmother's home. She was bringing the doll the next day to her granddaughter, and that night was a little weird. The grandmother would wake up a couple of times to some weird noises. There was some scratching at her door, but she assumed it was her cat, who was in bed with her at the time. Because she was half awake, she didn't really make that connection. There was some thumping that woke her up, and then the next morning, she found the doll outside of the bag, laying on the ground. In a little bit of a panic, the grandmother would pick the doll up and begin to double check that she looked okay. Nothing was broken and everything was still perfect. She would turn around to her cat, who was notorious for taking things out of bags or knocking things off the counter. And she scalded her, telling her that she could have broken it and this was a perfect doll and that she basically was a bad cat. After double-checking that this doll was still perfect, which she was, she would wrap her back up and drive to her granddaughter's home. And she was right. The granddaughter was in love with the doll. She was perfect and hand-painted to perfection, beautiful. That night, this granddaughter would drive the doll to a store and pick her out a glass case that she could stand in to keep her safe and beautiful and on display for everybody to see. The entire time she was shopping, she would be telling this doll how beautiful and perfect she was. That night when they arrived home, she would fit her in her glass case and sit her on top of a bookshelf to watch the living room. Before putting her up for the night, she would brush her hair and wipe down her porcelain face because she wanted to keep her in perfect condition. The only part of this doll that seemed to have struggled through the years was her hair. It was very plastic-like and would stick in the brush she would be brushing out little leaves and some dirt from old age and while she was doing this she would end up pulling the plastic hair and begin to stretch it out a little bit she was determined to get this doll in almost perfect shape though so she was going to brush her hair every night until she could get it under control everything but your hair is perfect this granddaughter mumbled trying her best to brush the old out of it and to restyle it Finally, after struggling for a little bit with the hair, she would settle on two braids on the side of her head, place her in the case for the night, and head to bed. She also had a strange night. Just like the grandmother, there was scratching and knocking, but she didn't have an animal to blame it on. She tried her best to ignore it, assuming she was just paranoid, but then the next morning when she got up... The glass cover that the doll was in was off of the doll. Now she was still in her stand, unharmed, but she was uncovered. And her hair was out of its braids and ratted, worse than it was the night before. Confused, the granddaughter would grab the doll and brush its hair again. Once again, mumbling about how she was almost perfect, and this hair was just not She would continue on her day, and soon enough, she heard a thump. The doll was on the ground. She picked her up and inspected her, much like her grandmother did the day before. Nothing was wrong. No broken pieces, no dirt. She would wipe her face again and uh, brush her hands through her hair. Interestingly enough, though, as she was staring at this perfectly painted doll, it seemed as though her facial expression wasn't as sweet as it was before, and her cheeks seemed to be a little less pink. Maybe I'm washing your face too much, she mumbled, and at this point she realized how stretched the plastic hair was. It was almost double the length that it was before, and the bouncy curls that were there were now straight and staticky. Oh, damn, she mumbled. Sorry, and just put the glass doll back into her case. But instead of putting her back on top of the cabinets because she had now fallen out of her case, onto the floor, pretty high, she would just set her on her counter until she could find a new home for her. That night was even weirder than the last. This time a crash woke her up. The doll was sitting at the bottom of her glass cabinet, and the glass top was shattered all over the floor and her hair was frizzy and knotted. The granddaughter would clean the mess up and stare at the doll. She could have sworn that it used to have a smile but now it was glaring and she thought the doll had green eyes but her eyes weren't so green anymore. She shook the feeling off of her, this creepy, paranoid feeling, and just placed her on the counter. She did not put her back on her stand. She did not put her anywhere, just on the counter. When she woke up the next day, the doll was sitting in her room. She jumped when she saw her and laughed at herself, thinking that she must have carried her in last night and not realized it. She picked her up and looked at her. The glare that was on her eyes the night before was even darker. She could have sworn that this doll was perfect and happy and cheerful, so why did she look so unhappy now? I don't think we're going to put you in a new case, she mumbled to the doll, looking at her hair and trying to brush her hands through her hair. I think I'm just going to keep you on the chair that you were in this morning. The next time that the granddaughter would walk by the doll, she was still there. It seemed like her eyes were a little more green this time, and she seemed to be smiling. The girl shook her head. She must be going crazy, she must have not gotten good enough sleep, and she decided she was going to head out for the night to spend some time with some friends. When she got home though, all of her bathroom items were ripped apart. Her hair ties were everywhere. All of her brushes were snapped in half, and it seemed like somebody had ransacked her bathroom. Scared that somehow the doll got broken from whoever was in her home, she would run to the doll, discovering that she was still there, unmoved and smiling. She would breathe a sigh of relief and decide to turn it in for the night. She'll pick up the mess in the morning because nothing really seemed to be too hurt. But more noises kept her up, creaking and scratching. It almost sounded like there was a mouse in her room, scratching at her bed. She ignored it and went back to sleep. The next morning, she would find the doll laying next to her, smiling at her, but different than before. Her smile didn't feel cheery. It felt creepy. She didn't say anything. She just stared at the doll, got up and left the doll in bed. She would head to work that day thinking about the doll, knowing that she did not touch the doll and left the doll in her bed. But when she was home, the doll was in her kitchen sitting on her counter. She grabbed her and stared at her. Starting to freak out at this point. She knew she wasn't going crazy. That doll was moving. She was going to lock her in her alcohol cabinet that night. So she did just that unlocked the cabinet, shoved her in there, closed it, and locked her in the cabinet. After she locked her in the cabinet, she went so far as to take a picture of the cabinet so she could remember that she put the doll away and basically prove to herself that she wasn't going crazy. That night was the same as before, scratching and banging, but she would eventually fall asleep. As the night grew on, it almost seemed like the house would grow quieter. Maybe she was just going crazy, or maybe the doll was moving and couldn't get out of the cabinet. She would be finally getting some good sleep when suddenly the side of her head would begin to burn. Burn so bad she would jump awake and sit up in a panic, her head throbbing. She looked around but nothing was different. She got out of bed and would rush into the bathroom in a panic. She would flip the light on and light would flood her room. Once her brief blindness subsided, she would stare at herself in the mirror and realize her head was bleeding. She had a huge chunk of hair that was missing from the side of her head. In a full panic, she would run into her room, turn on all of the lights, and she would look at her bed finding the place where her hair had been ripped out. There was chunks of hair that littered her bed and trailed through her room and through the door. Sick to her stomach, and with a pounding headache, she would follow this trail of hair, growing more and more sick as she walked closer to the kitchen. The doll was sitting on the counter. Her eyes were not green they were red, and her smile was twisted up and unnatural. There was a tuft of hair sitting at the doll's feet, but it wasn't the hair that had been ripped out of her head. It was the ruined, plastic, and stretched-out hair. When her eyes met the hair on the doll, she had beautiful curls of real human hair. The chunk of hair that was missing from her own head. She picked the doll up and tugged on her hair, trying to rip the hair out of her head, but it was almost like it had been attached there all along. In a panic, she threw the doll. The face of the doll hit the glass door of the alcohol cabinet, which was still closed and locked, and it would shatter it everywhere. Then... Before her eyes, she would watch as the doll would shift. The face would turn around and look at her. Shattered, she was now missing an eye, and all of the glass on her face was cracked and ruined. The girl would scream and tell the doll to get out. She would run into the bathroom and lock herself in. Realizing that she left her phone in the bedroom, all she would do would rock and hold chunks of her hair in her hand that was left in the bathroom. Then she heard the voice. It was high-pitched and sweet, almost like a child. You want me to leave? But you said I was beautiful. I was perfect. Then something crashed. You hated my hair, so I fixed it. Now I have perfect hair, like you. The door was locked, but it would begin to shake until, finally, it cracked open. At this point, the girl had backed away, stepped into the bathtub, and pressed her back against the wall. Then the voice spoke up again. But my face... you broke it. And then suddenly silence. The banging, the scratching. The voice all stopped. The only sound that could be heard was the hysterical crying coming from the girl that was backed into her bathtub, holding her hair. Then two hands crashed through the back window behind her, claws stabbing into her face and shoulder, dragging the girl out. A couple of days later, the grandmother would go and visit her granddaughter. This is when she would discover her front door was unlocked, which she never leaves it unlocked, even when she is home. And when entering it, she would discover her apartment was in shambles. There was broken glass everywhere, there was hair and blood, and her granddaughter was gone. The police would get involved, but they couldn't find her. She was missing, and so was the doll. The girl would never be seen again. One day, that young shop owner with the glasses would arrive and open her broken door. She walked through crunching on the dirt into her antique shop, and her eyes would meet the doll. Sitting on her chair, rocking. But she looked different. Her once blonde hair was now black. And her face was completely different. Almost like it had been painted on that way in the first place. Welcome back, she nodded at the doll. The doll rocked the chair some more, and then a smile parted its lips, and it would speak back to the shop owner. Home. This podcast may contain false or misleading information. If you are interested in knowing more about any stories shared on this podcast, I highly recommend doing your own research. All listeners are advised that these are stories and folktales. The information shared must be taken carefully and skeptically, because you never know what could be real and what's just a story. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.